welcome back to Gabe Talks About Things, the podcast where your host, me, Gabe, talks about user-submitted subjects. Today, uh, I just wanted to give my honest, uh, unfiltered commentary on the uh, proceedings that are uh, plaguing the United States of America at the moment. Uh, I have gotten some user suggestions that I, I liked um, a lot, but uh, unfortunately I haven't actually scripted any of those out yet. Uh, I wanted to uh, sort of let you guys know that from now on I'm going to try to follow a regular upload schedule because I'm not going to lie, last year I uploaded, what, three episodes and that means I'm making an episode every four months. And I know that uh, my goal is to eventually uh, monetize this podcast and put sponsored segments before uh, the video or the audio so I can, um, you know, make uh, a profit off of podcasting because I do really like podcasting. And it's not about, you know, making money, but if I can get paid for doing something I love, then, you know, it's kind of a no brainer. Um, so thank you for the suggestions I've been sent so far. And, I, you know, I really appreciate all the feedback I get. I get lots of feedback. Well, not lots of feedback. I get I get feedback. And feedback is helpful. Feedback is good. Um, so today, I'm, like I said, I'm going to be talking about the, uh, the proceedings happening in our, uh, our country. And I want to preface this by saying that I'm going to state my honest, uh, unfiltered opinions. So if you don't uh, appreciate somebody who just gives you honesty uh, and just feels like that's their, just gives you their unfiltered, honest opinion, then, you know, feel free to, um, feel free to skip this episode. You're not going to hurt my feelings, but if you aren't as, um, if you're, if you're more willing to um, hear out somebody's opinion, then I welcome you to stay and listen. So I'm referring to, when I say the uh, the proceedings in our country, I'm referring to the uh, the current happenings with uh, rioting and looting and protesting uh, that is that is happening across the nation and it has been for, my goodness, it's got to be a, been a, rec- a month ago now, um, it feels like at least. Uh, you know, and it all started with the the Black Lives Matter movement uh, organizing protests that eventually became riots and other, um, you know, other things that, you know, all started because of the initial protests over the uh, the murder of George Floyd. And my my takes on this is I I agree and I know this might be, you know, kind of a no-brainer, but I want to point something out. I am somebody who is in a very conservative environment. I consider myself to be conservative, uh, but I am also not a Republican. I don't identify as a Republican. I identify as a libertarian. I advocate for smaller government all the way, all the time. But just keep that in mind when I say that 
I, I agree with the message behind the Black Lives Matter movement. I wholeheartedly believe that Black Lives Matter. I, I believe that, and I know that people have come into controversy about the phrase all lives matter because it's sort of like a counter protest. I want to point out, I believe that all lives matter. I do believe that every single human life has value, you know, regardless of race, but white lives aren't the focus of the movement. Of course, if somebody says black lives matter, they're not saying that only black lives matter. Of course, all lives matter, but not all lives are under fire right now. And that's why we're not saying all lives matter. That's why we're saying black lives matter because not all races are under attack right now. And when I say under attack, I'm talking about under attack in the sense that they are the, you know, the subject here. They're what we're focusing on. They are the main issue. And the main issue at the end of the day is as a uh, police brutality. Now, personally, as a libertarian, and I'm, I'm going to dive into some, uh, a little bit of anarchist theory here, so you know, bear with me. I, I don't identify myself as an anarchist very often, uh, just because of the controversy that uh, that surrounds anarchism. Uh, but I, I uh, personally have less respect for the um, the goals and ambitions of the modern police force than the average person, simply because I believe that the police system that we currently have is fundamentally flawed. Um, I believe that quotas and police quotas are, uh, instead of encouraging police officers to make all the, um, I'm sorry, my phone's going off. As I was saying, I believe that police quotas in the, uh, for like, for crimes, for catching people speeding and all that, I believe that instead of what they're supposed to do, which is um, uh, show police officers what they should be doing, what numbers they should be reaching in order to be effective, like this is how effective we should be. This is what we're capable of. What it instead does is incentivizes police to look for crimes in places where they may or may not actually be crimes and encourages police, in my opinion, uh, and from my personal experiences, to be more aggressive with their enforcement and not in a in a good way. You can be aggressive in your pursuit and your enforcement of something. That's called zeal. That's called passion. But what it instead does is it incentivizes the police to be, um, in my opinion, a bit tougher in, in a bad way. It incentivizes the police force to be uh, more on edge and be a bit more devious if you will thus that's why i disapprove of things like speed traps where you, you know it's a trap you know they're snaring you and i don't believe that that's necessarily uh legitimate i think that quotas and the way they exist um are, are implemented i mean right now are a major part of what makes uh the police force not as effective in general that's not talking about uh racial violence that's just part of i'm not saying that quotas are causing racial violence but what i am saying is quotas are a part of why i don't inherently respect the modern role of the police force and at the end of the day i am of the opinion that the goal of the police force is to is to make revenue that is the reason why when you're pulled over by a cop when you know you were going the speed limit on the 
on the road and the cop starts tailgating you. So when you, you know, speed up, he pulls you over that kind of scenario. Um, I think that's inherently wrong. And the goal of that is to make money off of speeding uh, fines. But I digress. Uh, I just, I think that, I think just, it just, it bothers me. And inherently, I have that issue with the police. That's also why I think that, I think it's wrong that police have vehicles where they try to hide the fact that they're police vehicles. In a lot of cases, they have unmarked vehicles. They have vehicles who have markings, but are only visible from a certain angle in the certain lighting. You know, they have police cars now that are all matte black and they have a shiny um, police logo that you can only see from a certain angle and it disappears if you're looking at it a certain way, you know, like a holographic sticker sort of thing. And I think that explains, that pretty much sums up my issue with the police. Um, they're trying to hide the fact that they're police from you. If their job is really to protect and serve, then they would make their vehicles as bright and as distinct and as marked as possible so people could find them in an emergency. And you look at other people's police forces, and that's what you see in a lot of, I'm saying, in most other developed countries of the world, like in most of Europe, in most of uh, in most of North America, besides the United States, like in Canada, in, uh, in Iceland, in Greenland, in all these other countries, and a lot of Europe, police vehicles are so brightly marked with bright blue and yellow checker stripes on them. Because they want you to be able to find them no matter what. They want to be easily identifiable. So if you need help, you can easily find it. But American police vehicles disguise their um, identities because they don't want the citizens to know that they're law enforcement officers. Because at the end of the day, protecting and serving is not the main focus. If it were the main focus, they would be so identifiable that you could you know, see them super easily. Or at least that's my take on it. To the issue of um, police violence, I think it's an issue. Uh, and I know people are going to bring up, well, what about black-on-black -black crime? Black people kill more other black people than white cops kill black people. And I say, you know what, yeah, that's all well and good, but you know, black-on-black -black crime may be a bigger issue than police brutality. That's totally possible. And in fact, that's probably, I'm, I'm saying probably because I don't have the numbers up in front of me, so if I'm wrong... I don't want to be crucified about this, but you're you're probably correct in saying that black people kill more black people than police do. You're probably correct in saying that, but that's not the issue. Um, because that's not. I mean, that is an issue. It is an issue, but black on black violence is not what we're focusing on. We're working at one problem at a time here, and the f problem that's facing us right now is police brutality. When we get police brutality out of the way, we'll focus on, you know, other things like reducing crime in general, because when you reduce crime as a whole, black on black uh, crime and violence will go down. But that is a completely separate goal, reducing crime than reducing police brutality. And so police brutality is the focus. So I say that to say, yes, I'm aware that police brutality isn't as big as an issue, statistically speaking, but it is still an issue and it still needs to be resolved just because it's not a big issue you know one death is a tragedy but a thousand deaths is just a statistic so what i'm trying to say is yeah it's maybe a smaller issue but it still needs focus um i think i think that police brutality is um i think it's inherently a display of 
the fact that our modern police system is uh, severely mismanaged. And I, I don't want to speak from a, a from a high place here. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm a 17-year-old kid. I've never had any experience with law enforcement or anything like that. But I think that your system is inherently flawed when you have so many accidental, in quotes, cases of brutality and violence and little to nothing is, you know, done to stop this. Um, and I, I, I want to make this very clear. I'm not saying a cab. I'm not saying that all police are bad people or anything like that. What I am saying is I think I'm not going to, I'm also not of the belief there are good cops and bad cops. I believe there are good people and bad people, regardless of they're a cop or not. What I've heard, and I know this is going to sound like a conspiracy theory, but bear with me because what I've heard this from several police officers, not personally, but from several police officers reports that there are police officers that are actively trying to speak up against police brutality and they're actively trying to not, not stop it, but you know, speak up against it and bring, uh, bring attention to the issue. There are people that are trying to bring attention to the issue of police brutality from within the force and that they're oftentimes silenced from, uh, from their higher ups about this issue. And I've heard this several times and, uh, you know, you can look up the reports. I don't have the, um, the, uh, report right now because, and I can't pull it up because, uh, the room, room I record in is a very cold, uh, quiet soundproof room in my school's library. Uh, and there's no internet reception, but these officers are speaking out against crimes and then they are being silenced. They're being fired. They're having their ranks pulled. They're having, uh, or I mean, sorry, they're being stripped of their ranks, things like that. And you can look up examples because there are plenty of examples when people try to speak up, they get shut down by, uh, by the person in authority. I think that's an issue. Um, I think when you have people that know what is happening to their, or within their group or their community, like the police force, when you have people that know it's wrong and they're speaking up against it, and then they're being actively silenced by those who hold power, I think you need to re-examine why those people actually have that power. Because there's obviously a questionable choice in leadership there if they're being silenced for speaking out against the truth. If my school started monitoring people through the webcams and all of our school-approved uh school given laptops, you know, because my school, we're all issued a laptop, we're all issued a Chromebook. If, um, if I pointed out that, Hey, oh my God, look, the, uh, the township is spying on us all through our webcams and recording everything we do. And I take that issue to the, uh, the superintendent of Perry township. And then he, uh, expels me for pointing that out. You would all look at that superintendent and say, Oh my God, he, um, he's trying to silence this guy who's speaking out against something wrong. And obviously, you know, that, that would cause backlash. I don't see why that, that issue would be any different than the police within the force that are speaking out against police brutality getting silenced. I think it's the same thing. You need to re-examine leadership there if they're being silenced for speaking out against something that's wrong. And I do believe that police brutality is inherently wrong. Like I shouldn't have to explain that opinion, but I know I'm going to get questions about it. All police brutality is wrong. 
not just against black people, not just against white people. All police brutality is wrong. I'm not anti-Black Lives Matter. I'm not pro-All Lives Matter. All I'm saying is that no police brutality should be acceptable. Not for whites, not for blacks, not for Latinos, not for Asians, for nobody. Police brutality is wrong. Full stop, period. With that being said, I think that, you know, with some of the issues with uh, looting and rioting, I don't think that's the solution. Um, I think that what happens a lot of times is it, it starts as a peaceful protest, but people, you know, start having... Uh, start bringing weapons into their uh, peaceful protests. And they try to incite people who are actually peacefully protesting. Uh, they try to incite violence. And this is from people, and I'm not just saying like right-wingers are trying to incite violence in peaceful protests. I'm not blaming the Republicans. I'm not blaming the Democrats. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm saying it's it's people that just wants to see violence. They're, you know, they don't, they're not politically involved. They're just agents of mayhem. People, you know, do this of their own accord. People are going to riots because they're locked in their houses all for months on end. And they haven't had anything to do. And all of a sudden, oh, my God, people are all marching downtown. Let's go. You know, I think a lot of the people at these riots and rallies, I don't honestly think that they have a political stake in this. Now, I'm saying a lot of them do. Most of them do. Most people there do have a political stake in this and they have political motivations. But I think a lot of people that are present at a lot of rallies and riots and protests, I honestly, I think a lot of them, a big number, not a majority, they're a minority, but there is a good amount who have no political stake in this. They're just here to see the fireworks, so to speak. And, you know, I think there are people who try to incite violence and try to make the peaceful protests starting, you know, become violent. I think there's a lot of people who go to these peaceful protests with weapons just in case it turns violent. And the fact that they have a weapon makes it violent. You know, people start, you know, acting violent against the person with a gun. And I think, I'm sorry, uh, I lost my train of thought here. I got it. Um, I think what, I oh, don't, there it goes again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think looting inherently, that's what I'm talking about, is wrong. Um, I know people say looting is the only way to make your voice heard because peaceful protests haven't worked. Well, I'm saying that if peaceful protests haven't worked, then looting isn't, well, it's making your voice heard. Looting, I agree with the statement that if you loot something, your voice is going to be heard because you are going to be having your five seconds of fame. Everyone's going to have their eyes on you. So, of course, if you say something then people are going to listen because, hey, that's the guy that burned down the Kmart. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it does make your voice heard, but that doesn't legitimize it. In fact, it actually undermines uh, your uh, validity. It makes people question your validity, and all of a sudden, people are saying, oh, well, what they believe in isn't legitimate. They're prone to violence, so why should we listen to them? Looting undermines your validity it undermines the trust that people put in your belief it muddies up the cause that you're fighting for and gives it a bad and dirty name it makes you know if you do crimes in the name of uh black lives matter you're making black lives matter having an association whether direct or indirect official or not 
you're associating Black Lives Matter with crime, and you're you're making dirty the entire point of the Black Lives Matter movement. By the way, I want to say something about the Black Lives Matter, uh, not the movement, but the actual official company or corporation, the, the official organization, Black Lives Matter Incorporated or whatever, like the official corporation. Um, they've collected millions of dollars, right? Millions since they've been around, they've been around for, I think it's like been like something like five years. And they haven't actually spent any money, uh, for any charitable cause. All of their stuff has been for promotion. Black Lives Matter as a movement doesn't actually care about benefiting the public it only cares about promoting an ideology, which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that if you don't give to the poor, you're an awful person or then your cause isn't legitimate. But what I am saying is that when you have that level of power and influence, I personally believe that you kind of have a responsibility to do good. If you have that big of an influence, then yeah, promotion is a big deal, but it shouldn't be your only focus. If you have a big giant corporation like Black Lives Matter, and you're spending all your money on promotional stuff or you know marketing then it makes me really wonder when do you actually plan on spending any of that to achieve your goal if you're just marketing your goal it's not getting achieved you're just putting the idea in people's heads eventually that idea has to you know you use marketing and you use promotion to give people an idea and then you actually have to use your funds to execute that idea you have to use marketing to get people's backing, not get your goals done. You know, words on a sign or on a bus can only achieve so much. Action is what you need. And and I'm talking about action from the official corporation, not people who are, you know, standing behind the, the movement itself, but the official Black Lives Matter uh, organization. When you're not putting your funds behind that to actually take action and make a change like lobbying or um, stuff like that, or you know, even just giving back to the community, like giving back to black families in poverty, uh, giving back to black single mothers uh, who are making minimum wage, giving, black, giving back to uh, just the community in general. That would have a bigger positive impact, I think, than just marketing. So that's just my, you know, a little bit of commentary and, you know, criticism of the actual official Black Lives Matter organization, not, you know, Black Lives Matter as a movement. I do have my problems with Black Lives Matter as like an entire movement. I think, like I said, looting is inherently wrong. I think riots, though, the riots are kind of a different story. I'm not saying I'm in support of riots, but what I am saying is that, excuse me, um, when you have any type of protest in the climate we have today, it, it will eventually, you know, stop being peaceful at some point. And I say that because unless you have everybody in the room all agreeing on the same idea, people are going to fight and it's going to turn ugly. Not because that's just how humans are, but that's because the society that we've built as of today is so incredibly partisan. And because we're so partisan, we will threaten violence a lot of times, not, not physically, but verbally, or we'll insult people that we disagree with. And because of that, you know, it always 
are almost always leads to some type of inherent violence. So I don't think rallies or, or I don't think riots are um, a good thing. What I'm saying is that don't be surprised when a peaceful protest turns into a rally or a riot. Don't be surprised. That's how we are. That's what's going to happen. That's what like that's almost I hate to say this par for the course. It's almost like that's what you should expect. Um. Anyway, uh, we're out of time, but you know, I hope you, um, I hope you enjoyed this. I know this was not, this is way more cerebral than, you know, usual. I, I normally don't talk about politics or current issues, but I thought this was something important and I thought it needed to be said. Uh, so I, th I thank you for, uh, for listening to today's episode. You had a choice and you chose me and I thank you for that. If you liked this podcast, um, then you know, feel free feel free to uh, recommend it to a friend or share it you know with your friends leave a like if that's possible or like something like that on whatever platform you're using because i know i'm on a bunch of different platforms for this podcast a new feature in the uh description of this episode there should be a link uh in the description of this episode where you can send voice messages to me using the anchor website which is the website i use to host my podcasts if you click that link you can send me a voice message and i can include that voice message in my next podcast if uh if the link works hopefully it'll be there in the uh in the description uh and if it's not uh you can always feel free to email me and i love to hear your feedback or your suggestions for future episodes at gabe talks about things all lowercase all one word at gmail.com and the uh, that email link will also be in the uh, description of the video so thank you for listening and i hope you have a blessed week god bless you and thank you for listening